the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. They had extra awards, you know, okay. sometimes they have, you know, the, the road award for, uh, I think it was the technical director's award. Yeah. And things like that. So yeah. kind of specialty awards. And then they gave a little speech and then they went, Emily McKnight, an oh. actor survives. And I went, what? <laughs> I wasn't even listening. I didn't even hear the speech. Actually, yeah. I keep meaning to like check it online because okay. I haven't heard it. Um, so I won microphones. Awesome. So I'm going to have pro microphones for season three, everybody. Um, I won microphones and a, like mixer board thing. Great. And um, and stands and a trophy. That's so. When's good. the last time you got a trophy? Oh, it was trophy. very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to the Theatre Thoughts podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. If you're one of our valued returning listeners, welcome back to a new episode. You can find all of our content via our Instagram channel at ttpod underscore official, as well as watch our episodes via our YouTube channel. If you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a review wherever you're listening from. Share us on your socials. Send us a love letter. Make an interpretive dance promoting us. Whatever you need to do to show the love. So switch on those thoughts and be sure to subscribe to catch all our new content in 2023. Welcome everyone. I don't know why I did it like that. That was really weird. Welcome everyone. Hi. <laughs> so new on camera. Um, we are here for another episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. I'm very, very excited to chat with a fellow podcaster today. Uh, I met this performer recently um, at KXT after seeing her perform in A Christmas Carol, which was great. So we have a Sydney-based actor-musician and children's entertainer who studied at the Actors Centre of Australia, appearing regularly in Jay's Jungle. On 7-2, as well as writing for the Kooring Guy Philharmonic Orchestra Kids Prom Concerts. She's toured with Poetry in Action, travelling to schools across Australia, New Zealand, as well as Hong Kong. She writes and performs her own children's songs as well, under the name Emily Who. So please welcome Emily McKnight! Hello! Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm very (laughs) excited. Because as you said earlier, I'm very... I love having other podcasters on um, who are also actors. So we could like talk and it kind of meshes both worlds, which is great. It does mesh both worlds. Straight away when I got here, I was like, what do you do? Wow, how do you do this? Whoa, why do this? Cool, let's swap notes. It's awesome. (laughs) So your podcast, An Actor Survives. Mm -hmm. Um, Where did that come from? Let's start with that because I feel like that's like... I've listened to it. Um, Thank you. In research, I listened to the John Bell episode because I love Shakespeare and I love John Bell, mm-hmm. big stan of him. And you obviously got to work with him on A Christmas Carol, which I loved. I loved it. It was Thank so you. cool. Yeah, it was awesome yeah. to get to work with him. Uh, well, the podcast came about from my brain Very in good. that <laughs> I was, I'd finished drama school and I was doing all the things. I was reading all the acting books and going to class and filming self-tapes and learning Shakespearean monologues and trying, trying, trying. I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. And just kind of getting nowhere. Yeah. Getting nowhere maybe isn't the right terminology. Maybe I was, I was, I wasn't getting anywhere professionally. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Or where I wanted to 
be. Yeah. Like I wanted to do a main stage theatrical production. Yeah. Um, I went to watch a Q&A with Sarah Snook. Yes. Um, which everybody knows her now from her fame in Succession. Yes. Uh, but she's also done heaps of theatre stuff. And she was talking about her career and how she was really lucky to go from job to job. And and I was sitting there and she she is so inspirational, but I was sitting there going, oh, did you also kind of worry? Did you also just mm. have another job, a muggle job, I call yeah, it? A muggle job, did I you, love it. Did you, how, like, how did you, how do I get to be where you are kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. And was it that easy? Did you just jump from thing to thing? And so I actually asked her, at the risk of kind of sounding rude, I said I said something to the effect of, oh, you've talked a lot about luck. Do you have any advice for people mm. that are that are that are trying that maybe haven't fallen into that luck? Yeah. And or did you ever find it hard? Yeah. I kind of just wanted someone famous to go, it's really hard. Yeah. And not just not yeah. just, oh, you'll get rejected, but like just sometimes you don't get auditions. No, you don't. Sometimes you most of the time you don't get auditions. But mm. sometimes you like, you know, it's it's hard. Anyway. That got me thinking that I really want to know more from other actors about how they how they do it. Yeah. How how does everybody wake up in the morning and be an actor? Yeah. Does everybody get up and do their warm-ups? How do they feel when they are confronted by non-actor people at family birthday parties and they're asked about their yeah. acting, you like, know? When's your next job? What are you doing next? Yeah, like, I had a family friend ask say to me once when I'd done a couple of indie productions, yeah. she was like, oh, you've been so successful in your acting career. Yeah. Are you quitting your other work? Oh, and I, I'd got like zero dollars oh. from oh. those. And I was like, no, no, it was very fun, but I didn't get any money. I so. feel like that's what people sometimes say with me about the podcast, which I like really appreciate. They go like, oh, your podcast is going great guns. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And, and they say... Say it like it's like this ultra like amazing podcast, which I you know would love. Oh, it is an ultra you amazing know. podcast, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and I love doing it. But then it's like they insinuate that you know this should be your full time job. It's like uh, make a lot of money off it. Yeah, I've, um, I've thought you know. about giving mine up because it, it takes so much work and it's it hard is and so then, much work, you know. But I love it. So yeah. every time I do one, I feel so excited. And yeah. also when I hear from people that listen, it's exciting. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So. Then I thought, maybe I'll write a book mm. and I'll interview people, other actors, and I'll write down their responses. And maybe at that point, I think I'd done one TV show, one theatre production, right. like semi-professional, one um, ad. I kind of felt like I'd done one of everything or been on sets of all different kinds. Yeah. Uh, um, and so I went, maybe I'll write a book about that and then integrate it with talking to other actors about their experiences in those fields. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I went, wait a minute, everyone listens to podcasts. They're big now. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a podcast. Yeah. So then I just wrote a list of people that I'd want to talk to and contacted them. And the first one I contacted was Kate Mulvaney. Okay. Um, Cause I had met and worked with her years ago. Yeah. And then I said, hi, I'm thinking of doing this podcast. Here are the questions that I've written down what do you think? And she was like, yeah, great. But if you want to do it, it has to be this weekend because I'm in America and I'm about to start filming. Wow. Um, and so it has to be on Zoom as well. So I literally had two days. Right. To get it to get, get going. that happening. Yeah. Happening. I didn't have a real microphone when I did okay. hers. Um, I didn't have really any knowledge at all. I just went, okay, I'll just talk to her and press record on Zoom. And, and just see what happens. I didn't have anything. Yeah. Um, so then 
after after recording that, I went, oh my gosh, I love this. I yeah. want to do this more. I want to talk to as many different people as possible. Ask them the same questions, but get totally different answers, which is what happens. Um, and it's great. And I love talking to different actors mm. and learning about how they do things and feeling that sense of community. It's gone from just me going like, how does everyone do it? It's so hard. Yeah. To feeling like, yeah, creating and being part of an amazing community of people, mm. both in my guests that come on, but also in the people I've heard. I've made friends from yeah. people writing to me on Instagram That's saying, so cool. I really like your podcast. Oh, wow. It's Yeah. It's, How awesome. It's so great. It feels like... Do you think it yeah. helps as well because you are an actor and you're like, you're, you know, you're in the, in the business, so to speak? Yeah, I think so. And I think... I think so, absolutely. I mean, I try not to go on too much about myself um, oh, in the I'm, interviews. Go for it. You talk as now, much as you want about yourself. Now, today, everybody, this is me. <laughs> no, um, but I, I do, I do kind of try and find that balance. Um, but yeah, definitely getting to talk to other actors and also different actors doing different things. Yeah. So my final episode of season two, I talked to an actor all, whose main focus is in the horror genre Ooh, and all of her acting has been there. I don't. Oh, don't I've never you? watched I'm any of her films. Horror. <laughs> it's really funny. So, um, so, you know, so there's that. And then I'll talk to somebody who just does Shakespeare. And then yeah. I'll talk to somebody who's, you know, maybe hasn't done any professional work yet or has just done ads or, oh, cool. you know, or Such a variety. people that are doing stuff all the time or that yeah. fell into STC straight yeah. after drama school oh, God, or people imagine? that have never had an agent or whatever. So yeah. it's just... For me, it's quite calming because I go, okay, there's not like, I'm not doing anything wrong mm. and I can just keep trying yeah. and doing the things and actually just existing and calling myself an actor is okay, even if I'm not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you've spoken to such a variety as well. I've, I went through and I picked a couple. So yeah. You had like Jay Gaia. Yes. Who's great. Deborah Ann, Monica Sayers, Simon Ward, John Bell. Like there's such a variety there to yeah. kind of choose from. Yeah, and that has been great because then, honestly, I ask the same questions pretty much and yeah. they all answer totally differently yeah. depending on That's their experience. And um, at the end of each episode, I get them to give their top five survival tips of how to survive in okay. the industry and everyone has different tips. Yeah. And so then listeners can take take what they want, mm. not, you know, um, pick and choose what they want. I do remember it. when I was younger, I tried to make it in the biz, you know, and I yep. did a lot of TV commercials. My claim to fame is that I auditioned for December Boys with Daniel Radcliffe. Wow. Um, yeah. And I was apparently, I don't know how true this is. They said I was the second choice for like the oh. lead character. Um, Amazing. You know, that it was a young ginger boy with glasses. And then years later, probably 2018, I went to, I was in England and Daniel was playing uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstone. Yeah. came out afterwards. He did a like, little meet and greet. And I said, oh, Daniel, I auditioned to be in December Boys with you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, wow, really? That would have been awesome. And I was like, yeah, we could have been in a film together. He was, oh, I would have loved that. And I oh, was that's like, nice. thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah. It oh, was really funny. You should get him on the podcast. I should. Yeah. I can imagine that'd be great. <laughs> but I, I do remember one of the toughest auditions I did as a kid was... Um, probably just for a Pizza Hut commercial. But we were sitting in um, the in the foyer just waiting and the agents came out and they looked around and were like, okay, we'll do you next and so on. And I was sitting there for probably about half an hour when my appointment was half an hour ago. Mm. And then eventually they kind of just looked at me and went, all right, come in. And uh, they just went, okay, name, cool, awesome, bye. And so it was oh. just like, oh, well, that was a waste of time. 
It's so, so hard. And that's the thing. It's so hard. And every actor has those stories of, mm. of being rejected. And, you know, you just said about, oh, you were the second one. And my reaction is, wow, that's so cool. But at yeah. the time, it would have been devastating. Yeah, because you're you like, know? that could have been me. It's I so remember seeing hard. all the boys who got chosen on TV with Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. And I was like, could have been me. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's just really challenging. And, yeah. and for different people, for different reasons and... So it's kind of, yeah, creates some kind of solidarity to talk yeah. about it and to realise that you're not alone in that. And everybody has those stories. Yeah, exactly. Well, with your theatre history, uh, where did that start from, I should say, for you? Um, it started, there's sort of two answers. One is that I grew up going to watch Belle Shakespeare. Um, my grandmother used to take me to Belle Shakespeare plays pretty much all all the time. Another answer is uh, I saw also the Bell Shakespeare players came to my school oh, and I saw cool. them and I was like, I want to do that one day. So when I did yeah. poetry in action, I was like, this is my dream job. I literally remember going, I want to be an actor that goes into schools and here I am doing yeah. it. Um, and then in terms of actually acting myself started um, in Epping. I mean, oh, you know, I did school productions and things. Okay, um, yeah. uh, but the first kind of main main plays that I did were as part of a, a community theatre company called uh, the Theatre on Chester okay. in, in Epping, which is an amateur community theatre company. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of did stuff with them in late-ish high school. But it was funny because I got into, I went to Newtown Performing Arts High School. Oh, okay, yeah. And I got in on flute. So I was a oh, music student. right. And that was sort of my main thing. But I had a teacher who basically said, you could be good at, drama do you want to try it and then I did and I loved it and I was in all the drama companies and stuff at school and finished school and went what do I do do I go to the con do I go to an acting school Mm. and then I went oh it's all too overwhelming I'm just gonna go do arts an arts degree yeah and so that's what I did before drama school (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) because I needed time to figure it out yeah you generally (laughs) do don't you yeah I think I kind of did the opposite whereas like I was like full-on like I'm gonna be a movie star and then uh, I went to theater like I went to uh, Will and Gong performing arts yeah. um, degree and uh, and then by the end of it I went oh I'm not going to get any money out of this straight away so I'm going to go add on another degree uh, and like use that for my muggle job yeah you know? um, whereas so, for yeah. me all through Macquarie Uni I was just in all of the, the- theatrical productions and some of the musicals and oh, musical. and then I was doing flute learning flute and then I started flute teaching and so then my brain was like okay I know I'm getting this other degree, but also all of my energy is being spent on drama and music still. Like, I need to pursue something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And so then you, you just did your professional debut last year. Is that right? Yes. Uh, as a theatre actor, yes. Yeah. I had done a little few TV things before that, but um, I was in a Christmas Carol at Ensemble Theatre at the end of the year. Running a small business? Are you promoting a new show or running a theatre space? Maybe you're looking for an area to reach potential new clients. Why not advertise with us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast? We have a range of packages and prices for you to put your ad right here on the podcast. For more information, contact us at theatrethoughtsteam at outlook.com or by heading to our website, theatrethoughtsaus.online. So where did Emily Who come from then? Oh, so Emily Who... This is quite higgledy-piggledy, sorry. That's okay. I feel like I'm not used to being a guest. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just, oh, my. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm rambling. Okay. Emily Who 
came about because my first ever professional acting job was on a television show called Jay's Jungle. Oh, yeah. With Jay LaGaia. With Jay, yeah. So that's where I met him. I mean, that was wild because I finished drama school and I was like, I just want to do Shakespeare. One day I'm going to be Shakespeare at the Globe and that Mm. is what I want to do. I hate to be one of these people, but not long after drama school finished, I got into a TV show, Jay's Jungle. I got into this TV show and it was a children's TV show with Jay, Mm. who basically was so kind. He took me under his wing and taught me lots because he'd had many years on play school. Yeah. And then after that finished, so I did two seasons of that. And after that finished, I went, gee, I love doing kid stuff. And I think I might be good at it. I wonder if I can do more of it Mm. alongside my Shakespeare dreams. Yeah. And just see what that is. And almost at the same time, it was really spooky. Mm. I got this phone call from a teacher that I'd worked with um, at ACA, actually. Um, whose partner had worked with the Wiggles and Justine Clark oh, and other cool. such. And he had said to her, gee, I kind of wanted to work with another children's performer at some point and produce some more music. Yeah. And then she was like, gee, I'm sure I saw one of my ex-students <laughs> is doing a children's show. Yeah. And put it all together and so basically got us to have a meeting and that's with Robin Gist and, uh, and with Peter Bailey. And that was kind of how Emily, they just said to me, oh, yeah, we kind of want to write a children's album. We'd like you to be the face of it, but as you're a musician, if you want to be part of writing the songs. And I went, yeah, let's do it all together. And so it's the three of us kind of write the songs. And and we've got four albums now. What? Which is a bit wild. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Uh, I've only just started doing live shows because pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sort of started at the beginning of COVID. Okay. all the and best ideas so, did, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I was actually supposed to... My first main performance was supposed to be in Bologna. Oh, no. In Italy. Oh. And so I was on my way there. And you know how Italy closed yeah. first? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, wow. I did not do that. Yeah. Well. So now I kind of juggle working on being an actor, the podcast, and Emily Who, Amazing. along with my muggle job. Wow. Mm. Some people ask me, they always go, I don't know how you do it. And it's just... Same sort of thing. I was about to say the same thing. I don't know how you do it. It's, it's busy. A I'm big juggling job, I'm isn't it? learning a lot about not getting burnt out all the time yes. at the moment. Yeah. Um, especially because during the play when I did Christmas Carol, for some reason I thought that I could do that and do Emily perform Emily mm. Who performances on right. my days off and still teach thirty kids a week yeah. flute and run a band program, which I don't do those things anymore. But so I got very burnt out by the end of it. Um, So it was a good lesson in, okay, when I'm in a show and I'm doing eight shows a week, which includes all of that vocal and physical energy, maybe I have to pull back on some of the other stuff. Yeah, you kind of just go like, um, (laughs) you know, what do you sacrifice? Yeah, and I tend to be a person that I feel every moment of every day and love that and have a lot of energy and then I crash. (laughs) So I'm trying to learn how to not... Do that at the Yeah, point. it's it's a skill. And I, I'd love to hear this on like one of your episodes, somebody talk about burnout because mm. it is a massive thing, especially if you are if you are like trying to, you know, make something for yourself. Because I know like I have my, my day job, which, you know, takes up a lot of my time, but then I come and do this. And then like this afternoon, I'm going to review Choir Boys at Riverside. Oh, and then next week I've got a show like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm. So it's like, it's a lot, and then you got to ride up and do the extra stuff. So it is a lot to kind of build something that is your own. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess think it's difficult. It is difficult, and then also, 
you know, I'm, I'm in a kind of, interestingly, I'm in a time at the moment. It's why I love the podcast because I can constantly refer to advice I've been yeah. given. But I'm in not a slump. I've just finished a play two months ago. That's not that long. But it does feel a bit strange at the moment. Because yeah. right now... I don't have any auditions lined up. Right. I don't have any other plays. And, you know, you do. I did my first professional production. Yes, it was all great. Oh, Emily, this is going to lead to so much more. And maybe it will. And it's not to say that it won't, but yeah. it's so interesting being in that world. I actually dropped down some of my muggle job. So okay. I'm doing less of that now, but it means I have more space. And that includes more space to stress about what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm not getting as burnt out right at this moment, but I'm mm. also more stressed about yeah. what the future is. So finding that balance to be able to be in the in-between times yeah. and trust that it's an in-between time and yeah. that something else will come. It's so cool. It's it's like, because it, it kind of replicates exactly what your podcast is about. Yeah. You know, which is good ammo for you, I suppose. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I can't complain about this. I literally talk about yeah. it all the time <laughs> all with my the guests. Time. Well, speaking um, of your podcast, mm. um, who, uh, what was the thing? Oh, who we um it's a bit of a tough question. All right. um, I was going to ask who are your favorite guests that you've had on. Yes. I feel like picking and choosing is a bit tough because you've had like so many great people on. So instead I'll ask who would be your dream guest to have on? Uh, yes. Also a challenging question. Yeah. Um, the thing about the podcast for me is it's not about Emily interviews famous people. I'm saying that. Famous people, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but... Um, but what I really want it to be is a mixture of people with mixture of experiences. Yeah. So, yeah, getting the kind of bigger names is good because it also boosts the listenership and things like that. Um, but is also interesting. Like, mm. like getting, like, you know, Kate Blanchett. Imagine talking to her. Imagine. She's an Australian actor. You know, I'd love, so there's one. Kate yeah. Blanchett would be a, a, a definitely a dream guest. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, look, there's heaps. I have a note in my phone and every yeah. time I hear of an Australian actor I haven't heard of or see them in a film or something, I'll write it down. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman, that'd be good. That'd yeah, be Hugh, good. if you're listening. Hugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so some of those bigger names. But it's really important to me that I get people that maybe don't have a name mm. or maybe yeah. I haven't heard of or other people haven't heard of or mm. even I've had some friends on there that, maybe haven't had as much work. I mean, yeah. I have to be very careful about how I ask. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to say to my friends, hey, you haven't done anything. Can yeah. you come and talk about come that on, on my in. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I want it to be real actors having real experiences. But yeah. I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, and exactly. Because I've had people say, friends say to me, oh, no, I can't be on your podcast till I've got a CV. Oh, and I'm like, no, okay. but the point isn't to have no, one. No, no. And I deliberately don't do an intro, and I've been criticized for this, but I don't do an intro. Like, yeah to my guests like you did right. for me. I don't go, oh, this person has done this, this, this yeah. and this and you might know them from blah because I don't want it to be that. I yeah. want it to just be two actors sitting and chatting. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel like that's what's... Because I've spoken to a lot of different podcasters in the last two years and everyone's got their own angle of what they want to do, mm. you know, and I find that really fascinating. Um, mm. Just you got to have it as like kind of representative of yourself and what you want out of it. Yeah, and like, yes, we all know John Bell created John uh, created Bell Shakespeare Company. Mm. That's awesome and amazing and wonderful. Yeah. But what happens if I just sit and talk to him and say, you know, how do you deal with rejection? Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah, I think that's what I loved about that episode was mm. just hearing all the other stuff that I don't know about him. Yeah. You know, and I feel uh, that the Bell Shakespeare part was actually a really small portion of that episode because yeah. you were focusing on 
him as a human being, him as an actor. Like, yeah. what did he actually do? And I think I was able to do that more because I'd been working with him and yeah. he was just so delightful to work with. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was just really lovely uh, and was happy to, to do that and was happy to sit and have a chat. And it felt kind of um, a privilege in a way mm. that he would be happy to chat yeah. so openly. And, in fact, I feel that about all the guests. Mm. They just are willing to be open. And I've had... Um, a few guests kind of reveal things that maybe they wouldn't normally talk about or um, in a kind of more serious media situation. But because it is that just like, let's talk about how we survive. Yeah. They go, oh, well, actually, yeah, here's how I did it. So Yeah, fascinating. I love it. Well, I think it's incredible. And you've had a lot of success as well. What was the awards? I can't remember the awards. You were at the awards probably last year, got nominated, and then you presented on a panel? Yes. Yeah? So um, this was crazy. I... I came across this thing called Sydney Web Fest. It's really great. People listening, please um, check it out. If you make short films or web series or podcast or things like that, what it does is it basically celebrates that online world. Right. Okay. And so you can um, put things in to be part of the festival. So I had a children's web series that I'd made in lockdown um, as part of the children's section. Right. And then I put the podcast into it. And I didn't win the best podcast um, award, but what happened was uh, they asked me to speak on a panel because I had a children's thing and a podcast thing and they were kind of like, what, who are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, where, what do, where do you fit? And yeah. I went, hello, I'm general creative. <laughs> um, and so I went to talk on this panel about being creative and trying different mediums and things like that. Um, and that was in the morning. And then I had a two show day for Christmas Carol. Love it. What I mean about being busy. (laughs) Um, so I did the, the panel in the morning, then two shows. And during the second show was when the awards night, the announcements were on, but they were live streaming it. So I had it on my phone in the dressing room and it was very nice. All my cast members were very invested also. And then, so I was listening to it and then the podcast bit came on and I didn't win and I went, oh, well, that's fine. Mm. You know? getting ready and then I I still had it on just playing in the background and then I heard them do a little speech about wanting to um, give extra they had extra awards you know oh, okay. sometimes they have you know this the road award for uh, I think it was the technical directors award yeah and things like that so yeah. kind of specialty awards and then they gave a little speech and then they went Emily McKnight and oh. actor survives and I went what <laughs> I wasn't even listening. I didn't even hear the speech. Actually, yeah. I keep meaning to like check it online because okay. I haven't heard it. Um, so I won microphones. Awesome. So I'm going to have pro microphones for season three, everybody. Um, I won microphones and a, like mixer board thing. Right. And um, and stands and a trophy. That's so. When's good. the last time you got a trophy? Oh, I love it was a good trophy. very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So that was wonderful and so unexpected and cool. Yeah, yeah. I think if if I'm thinking of the right mixer, I think I, I bought that one um, at home. It's very very good. You have a lot of fun with it. I already I've had one lesson on how to use it. Um, yeah. That's the other thing about starting the podcast for me. I had I have no technical know how. I've yeah, you learn very... anything off YouTube. Trust me, <laughs> I like did so much, for, and I just lucky luckily have a tech guy at work who loves like his audio engineering stuff. So he was like, "You got to buy this. You got to buy this. You got to buy this." I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the same. I got a lot of advice from friends, which was really helpful. But yeah. um, yes, I've learned a lot, and now I have professional 
things. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> well, did you want to do our one-minute theatre thoughts? Oh, yeah, we're there already. Okay. So we'll do our one-minute theatre thoughts. I love it. Um, and basically, I'll put the timer on for one minute and you just basically see how many we can get out. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. What is your karaoke song? Um, I'm one of those annoying people that knows all the words to most Disney songs. Yep. So probably anything Disney. If with a big group of people, though, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, always good. Um, what role haven't you played yet that you'd still like to? I would really like to play Helena in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yeah. And also, even though I'm not the caliber of singer, my kind of semi-dream role is um, Jen- Jenna from Waitress. Oh, um, uh, da, 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 da. who inspired you as a young performer? Probably Kate Mulvaney. Love it. Who inspires you now? My friends that are working to be actors and watching them put in the work, find agents, do the auditions, all of that. I'm always so inspired. Um, which production would you most want to see come to Australia? Waitress. Love it. Great show. And that's it. One minute. Phew. Well done. Yeah, that was one minute. Yeah. Yeah, one it minute. It always is. I did it exactly in one minute. <laughs> You'll tend to find if anyone's listening to like my podcast back to back, like you'll generally find that's not one minute. One <laughs> minute is a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I generally kind of do the one minute one. But Waitress is great. I saw it uh, in the UK and while it didn't resonate with me and like me as a person, I could still appreciate like why people resonate and flock to it. Like it is a very beautiful production. Yeah, I really like musicals. So I have singing <laughs> I have singing lessons and I'm trying to get better at singing. That's not my dream to be a musical theater star, mm. but I just yeah, I really love Sarah Bareilles and Waitress and Elphaba. Oh my god, I'd love to play Elphaba oh, too. Come back. This <laughs> I did year. not have the range, <laughs> but still. <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see who they get as Elphaba for I know. the return this it year. It won't be me. You never know. You never know. Never say never. <laughs> If they change all the keys of all the songs, <laughs> then yes, it will be me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on. So uh, do you want to plug An Actor Survives um, oh, where people been, can get it? We've been doing that for half an hour, it feels like. Um, thank you. Yeah, uh, okay. Yes. Uh, if you're an actor or a human that is creative or wants to know about actors doing things, uh, please check out An Actor Survives. Um, it's wherever you get your podcasts. Um, there's 40 episodes out already, season one and season two, and I'm just starting to work on season three. And if you have anybody or know anybody in your life under five, please check out Emily Who. Emily Who. I love yes. it. Excellent. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure Yay. to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Emily McKnight for joining us as our guest on this week's episode. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.